The Incision Part 1 They let me meet Leo and Ashley at the recovery center. Ashley had been suffering from debilitating depression since she was 12 years old. Her inner thighs were covered in scars. I didn't ask to see them, but she said it was so marked up she was considering getting a tattoo of Leo to cover up the damage. She was the first incision they performed. Her dog Leo didn't have a say in the matter, but the doctors and her parents convinced her that Leo loved her so much that he would be willing to take on the pain. He licked away the tears that welled in her eyes and skid down her cheeks. His eyes were warm and friendly. You could tell he didn't deserve to take on her burden. But the medicine she was taking had caused her to develop diabetes as she'd put on 50 pounds in a year. I watched Leo chew down his antidepressants from his morning food bowl. He seemed okay. They promised if I went under the knife that Oliver would be okay too. My bipolar disorder had gotten out of hand the past few years. I've been on every antipsychotic in existence and none of them seemed to stop me from trying to end my life. I was afraid that if I gave it to Oliver, he would try to end his life just the same. Pets can handle mental illness better than humans, said the doctor. They respond to treatment better. We'll watch him for three months to make sure his medication is right, and by the time he's released, you won't think Oliver was any different than when you dropped him off. And what about me? What about you? What about my bipolar disorder, I asked. You won't have it anymore. It'll be an Oliver. This doesn't seem ethical, I pushed. You can always reverse it like a vasectomy. Why would I do that? Exactly, he said. I sat down with my parents in the living room after the meeting with Leo and Ashley. This wasn't going to be much of a discussion. They loved Oliver, but they loved me more. Every day was a scary day for them. Every day was a scary day for me. And I wanted life. I wanted to leave their house and walk outside and smell the flowers. I wanted to buy a bouquet of flowers and give them to a woman and make that woman my wife and raise a child and not worry that someday I'll be in such pain that I leave that woman and that child behind. What do you want to do? Asked my dad. It's up to you, said my mom. I teared up. Don't act like it's up to me. You two have already made up your minds. I love Oliver, said my dad. But he's just a dog. He doesn't get a say! I screamed. My mom shook in her seat. Oliver ran over to the couch and jumped on my lap. I'm sorry, I mumbled. I'm sorry. Don't you want a different life? Asked my dad. Of course I want a different life. I just don't want to destroy another life to get it. He's a dog, reminded my mom. You never liked him, I said. You don't care. We care about you said my dad. I took Oliver and I twisted his face towards mine. He leaned in to lick my forehead. I pulled him back and looked him in the eyes. All I saw was pure joy, a lust for life. I saw an entity that understood so little but had a capacity for so much. He loved me just as I loved him and for a moment I felt like he would do anything to ensure my happiness. What do you think, Oliver? I asked aloud. Do you think you can take on my bipolar disorder? He licked my lips. I laughed. My parents did too. Would you? I asked, looking at them. Would we what? Asked my mom. If you were Oliver, would you... We would take it in a second, said my dad. We can't watch you suffer like this anymore. 
A week later, I was in a hospital bed beside Oliver and his own. They had already knocked him out because he was barking too much. I feared that the barking was a cry for help. I still had time to back out, but as I was sitting there, I found myself praying that there were complications during the surgery that killed me. There was a pain flowing through me that hoped this was it. I had to die. I wanted to die. But I wanted to die by my own hand, not a mishap. This made no sense. It was all wrong. My thinking wasn't straight. I watched the anesthesiologist approach me. She was going to put me to sleep, and when I woke up, I would no longer be bipolar. Did this mean I would lose my creativity? Was it my bipolar disorder that made me right? Was my bipolar disorder what made me, me? Who would I be without it? Would I be kind? Would I be a coward? A monster? I had so many questions and no one to answer them. So the mask was fitted over my mouth and nose and I listened to the woman count down from ten. By the time she hit five, I was out. Hello? I heard. Hello? I responded. Jeremy? Yes? It's me, Oliver. Oliver? Yeah, Oliver. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry, he said. I want to take this from you. What if you can't handle it? I love you, Jeremy. I'm your dog. I can handle it. I woke up sometime later to find I was alone in a hospital bed. There were bandages over my head and my stomach. None of them hurt, though. I seemed to have a morphine drip going into my arm. The door opened and my parents walked in with a bouquet of flowers. I broke down crying. What's wrong? asked my mom. It's the first day of the rest of my life, I said. Over the next three months, we weren't allowed to see Oliver in treatment, but we received pictures, videos, and progress reports. I moved out of my parents' house and into an apartment. It took me a few weeks, but I eventually found a part-time copywriting job. Losing my bipolar disorder didn't take away my creativity. I still managed to write. I even got on the dating apps and started seeing a girl. Her name is Gabby. <laughs> I don't want to say too much about her or I'll blush as she's in the room as I write this, so she'll know. That's how things were for three months until the morning the treatment center called us. Oliver was becoming resistant to treatment and was refusing to eat or drink. Then one day he was gone. I'd rather not tell you how Oliver killed himself because it's graphic and it makes me sick. But I'm here. And Gabby, by some miracle, has agreed to marry me. We're probably rushing into things, but it feels right. She decided that if we have a son, we'll name him Oliver. And if we have a daughter, we'll name her Olivia. When she told me that, I cried. And then I cried harder because Oliver wasn't around to lick the tears away. But the tears stopped. Gabby gave me a kiss and I left for work. Life's not perfect. But at least it's life. The incision part one is for anyone who's suffering from mental illness. Issues with self-harm. Issues with suicide and the family and friends and doctors that surround them to give them the support they need to get by. Um, I have been in the tough places that this story represents, but I'm not there right now. I'm in a very good place, actually, and I have been for a while. But I know what it's like when you're in a really bad place and you feel like you can't get out, and I promise you, you can get out. There are, there is, There is another side. The grass really is greener if you get out there and find it.
things that help are meditation, eating healthy, not not drinking, not doing drugs, getting out in the sun, getting out in the uh, sleeping, meeting up with friends, working out. I don't do all these things myself, but I know if I did, it would help me. And I know it will help you if you need something. If there's nothing else that you can do, if you try these things, I promise it will make a difference. But you need to be open. You need to tell people if you're struggling. You need to be honest. You don't need to hide it. There's no shame in it. I've told people and it's helped me and it's saved my life. Unfortunately, we can't give our dogs our mental illness. I don't know if people would if they could, but we can't, so we have to live with it. And the story just makes me really emotional, so I don't, I don't know. At the end, when it sounds like I'm tearing up, I actually kind of cried at the end when I cut it, but I cut it off. So, just don't stay quiet. Ask people how they're doing and look out for each other because you're not alone. Thanks. Oh, the next story, the next story is called Airbud and Tits. It's a lot funnier, it's a lot goofier, it's kind of a ridiculous story. Airbud and Tits. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. <laughs> 